So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. I know it's entertainment. And they had a, this was the horror movie part of the entertainment. But that was the one part of that show uh, that disrupted the flow of the pro wrestling on that show, in my opinion. Welcome to the Wrestling Time Machine by Sportskeeda, available on WrestleBinge on YouTube and wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Mac Davis, and along with me are my two co-hosts. He is, first of all, a wrestling legend. He is the legendary pro wrestling journalist, Bill After. Hey, Bill. It's so great to be here. And by the way, I want to uh, look what I got in the mail today. Barry Windham. Barry Windham, yes, I, one of the fundraisers for him, and the gift was uh, a Barry Windham uh, mini wrestling buddy. So I figured I would just talk behind him today and uh, get well, Barry. We're all pulling for you. Yes, you know, yes, we are. <clears throat> and my other co-host, as it is every week, right here is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. Well, all I can say is holla, holla, holla. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Guys, we had an interesting uh, weekend when it comes to wrestling. So this week's Wrestling Time Machine is going to go back to January 28, 2023, which was just yeah, several days ago. Yeah, <laughs> Not going back too far because there's a lot of news coming out of that. Uh, first of all, let's talk about uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh. Now, Rhea Ripley... That's a beast of a woman, and she wins the Royal Rumble this past weekend in WWE, the Women's uh, Royal Rumble. Let me be clear about that, because she probably could have been in the men's, too. But uh, you had a chance to see that, Bill. What did you think? Uh, she was awesome. I, uh, I've i met her a few times, uh, and uh, she's like, she could be a shoot fighter. She She's that uh, talented in the ring. Um, I think lasting such a long time in the ring, I mean, up to the uh, at the beginning to the end, was as as uh, uh, just, you, I told Teddy, every time I hear him talk, it reminds me of Don King sometimes. So I'm going to use that word, Teddy, that I told you before. Her appearance was magnanimous. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you'd always say that. But uh, she was fantastic. And the promo that she caught that she uh, did on Monday Night Raw, uh, telling Charlotte Flair that she better be ready for her. Rhea Ripley is now, in my opinion, at the uh, brink of being at the very top of the WWE women's division. She's just, I wouldn't want to meet her in a dark or light alley. 
No, no, it, she looks legit tough. And I, if I'm not mistaken, when you see her on social media, she certainly comes across as being a legit tough individual. Absolutely. Teddy, uh, you got to see uh, Rhea, I'm sure, this past uh, week or last couple of weeks ago. Well, um, my opinion of she is legit. Don't she you? Is. Okay, I'm going to no. tell you that right now. She is legit. And, uh, you know, speaking of her, you know, being the winner of the Rumble, uh, this young lady has certainly come a long way in a short time. She certainly proved herself to everybody in WWE, and she certainly proved to the fans, you know, the WWE universe that, hey, I am the one to take on Charlotte Flair and become the next women's title, a uh, women's champion. So, uh, Rhea, you know, God, I, I love you, man. She, she's just doing fantastic things. Yeah. Was that the right call, uh, Bill? Do you think that's what the fans were leaning to? What they were really wanting to do was to have Rhea uh, in that WrestleMania match? I think, you know, I predicted it um, uh, a while ago when I did my predictions for the Royal Rumble. I just see her as the toughest lady, and she's already uh, lost to Charlotte Flair. And uh, I think it embarrassed her. But as she said on Monday Night Raw, this is a different Rhea Ripley. And it's yep. a different Charlotte Flair, too. True. If I'm looking at this technically um, in terms of uh, who might win this match i think that rhea ripley might have the edge over the charlotte over charlotte flair at this point because it's not the same rhea ripley that fought charlotte flair in the past and, well, well, and my my thing is this rhea ripley has certainly proved one thing you know sometimes when you lose that doesn't make you weak that makes you strong you know what I mean? And she's taken that, un, you know, in, under consideration. You know, I didn't lose. I'm going to I'm stronger now. You know, now I'm ready. You know what I mean? So I think this was, a, you know, the loss didn't do anything but just further her right on up the road, man. Made her angrier. And, and you know, she does have the uh, the backing of the, the Judgment Day with her. And that's very important because Charlotte Flair doesn't really have any backing there. She, you know, she's kind of like... Uh, um, a lone person there. Yeah, well, she's a lone wolf, I'm sure, but she. Uh, <clears throat> it, it appears to me that that's the way she prefers it. Well, let's let's take look this. Let's take nothing away from Charlotte Flair. You know, she may be a lone person, but she is a tough competitor in that ring. Okay, so Rhea Ripley's certainly going to have a work cut out for her. So you know, Charlotte Flair ain't no pushover. You know, like I said, you can see her. She's got it in her jeans. You know, comes straight from her dad. You know. And, and 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 she knows her way around in the ring now. So she's another one that's certainly improved over the years. So this this will be uh, one to look at, man. Yeah, Rhea we're, Ripley, we're what is the comparison that you can make with Rhea Ripley to China? Because, Bill, you brought up uh, Judgment Day and a group that she's been hanging with. There was another lady that we remember from years back, China, uh, who was with DX. And she rose to fame and became one strong, powerful woman and a WWE Hall of Famer. I met China when she was being trained by Killer Kowalski way back in Massachusetts. Uh, Triple H uh, at that point was being trained there too. Uh, I saw China grow from a trainee into the one of one of the most incredible athletes, male or female, that I had ever seen in my life, especially in the wrestling ring. Her muscular body, her focus was totally amazing. And uh, I just think she was uh, magnificent. It, it's so uh, sad that we lost her at yes. such a young age because she had uh, 
she had her problems. But when you met China socially, you would never know she and Teddy, I know, could uh, back this up. You would never know what a tough person she is. She had this sweet side of her. But once you got in the ring with her, you were in big trouble. Teddy, any memories of China working with China? Well, like Bill said, such a sweetheart. You know, you you'd never think that she'd go out and be as dominant as she was in the ring. But you know, in, in this business, you know, you got to be two people. You know, you got to be you off the job, and then when you're on the job, you got to be China. And China was China. And speaking of Rhea Ripley, you know what I mean. Certainly, you know, there's no comparison here. I think Rhea Ripley has her own style, but yep. she reminds you of China because of the toughness. You know what yes. I mean? You, yeah, that 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 lingers with you. So, I think Rhea Ripley is going to be uh, a big star, and uh, you know, God rest China's soul. But she certainly was a great asset to our business too. Well, well I agree so with what Teddy's saying. There is that they're two different style individuals. I mean, they. They, you can't actually just you can't compare them with each no, other, no, no. except in the maybe in the uh, uh, category of uh, tough and never backing down. Both of them had that. Let's talk about her WrestleMania opponent, Charlotte Flair. You brought her up a moment ago, Charlotte Flair. Uh, what some advantages that she has over Rhea, and do some of those advantages come from her years being with her father, Ric Flair? Well, I wouldn't say it came from. Uh, being with her father, I think it would become from her own experience, from her own training in the ring. And what I think, you know, what Charlotte is going to be quite sharper, you know what I mean, as far as, you know, technique and, you know, technical style. Charlotte's going to have all that. And Rhea is going to have to adjust. And I think once Rhea adjusts and see exactly what she's working with, then I think that's when things will turn up. Yeah, and I, th- I think that uh, Rhea Ripley might, might, be the only person to not submit to that uh, figure eight, so to say. I mean, I, I think that her legs are so powerful. Her whole body is so powerful. I don't think, you know, Charlotte's come up with against somebody. And again, they wrestled before, but it was a different Rhea Ripley uh, like Rhea Ripley. I think Ripley also has shown that she has a technical style. Charlotte, uh, took her father's uh, original advice and, and some of his training and all that, but she's way above that at this point. She's developed her own style, her own persona, other than coming out in the robes that look like her dad's and, you know, putting her arms out, look like that. That's where that comparison ends. Charlotte Flair has made her own way. She really has in the wrestling business. And this is one match I cannot wait to see. Well, uh, while we're here, why don't you, uh, any ideas who you think may win this match? Teddy, you want to guess? Well, listen, uh, you know, man, like I said, we're talking about two tough women here. You know what I mean? So I, my, my, my answer to that, I just don't know. You know I don't what know I mean? how you pick. So. I really don't. I agree, Teddy. There two, those two women to me in the WWE are some of the strongest, most athletic women we're talking about. And just to watch that match should be fun. That and just both, watching those and, two, and and the, and the reason you can't answer that because both of them are going in there to win. Absolutely, so, yeah. Horseman's daughter forever. <laughs> well, let's talk about another part of uh, the Royal Rumble uh, from a few days ago. Cody Matt, Rhodes. Matt, Matt, yes, can go you ahead. Just check something. It doesn't matter how hard either one of them train and how great they are. 
it's just like a boxer. Once you get in the ring, the training and everything has already been done. You never know what's going to happen. Somebody's exactly. going to have an off night. Somebody's going to have a great night. And speaking of an off night and a great night at the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes chose number 30 and wins the Men's Royal Rumble. Bill, what were your thoughts when you saw that go down? I don't think well, it was a big surprise, really, but, you know. <laughs> well, a lot of people knew Cody was coming back to the Royal Rumble. That yeah. was A lot of fans are very upset, very upset that Cody came in at that number and didn't have a whole ring to clear, so to say. However, to show what great shape he was back in, he went against for many, many minutes against Gunther, who put on an incredible, incredible performance. Yeah, and we'll come back to that too, so go ahead. Yeah, incredible performance, but Cody showed that he's ripe and ready. And then on uh, Monday Night Raw against Finn Balor, uh, Cody took a hell of a beating before he was uh, able to put Balor away. So I'm still doubting that Cody is 100% ready for Roman Reigns. We've still got some time before WrestleMania for Cody to get back into action, but he needs more in-ring, actual in-ring work before I think he could defeat the head of the table. Are you thinking he's got ring rust? Is that what you're suggesting? No, I think that his... Uh, uh, a bit of ring rust, but I don't think, I don't know if his body is going to uh, keep being able to take the punishment where he was hurt, uh, because that's the first thing these guys like Finn Balor are going to attack him on. Teddy? Well, Cody Rhodes is smart, okay? Yeah, he he, he, he understands that all that's going to happen to him with whoever he steps in the ring with, because that's the natural thing that guys do. Go for the body part that's weak, you know what I mean? Maybe he'll submit or maybe you can keep him weak during the match, you know, and get a chance of possibly beating the guy. So I think Cody's going to prepare himself for all that stuff. I think, you know, just glad to see him come back. Another smart move being number 30. Everybody else is tired. He's come in. He's fresh. Great smart move on his part. So, I, like I said, maybe some people already knew it, but it was exciting to me and I was glad to see him back. Well, let me ask a question because, uh, and and this is probably what Bill was referring to a minute ago, and I'm not sure if I understood what you meant, Bill, but maybe this is it. When I watched it, I felt like, why is Cody, who is the, the good guy, basically, you know, he's coming out in number 30. It's almost like he had an easy shortcut to get right in there at the end, and it, it almost makes me wonder, why was he placed at number 30, and why not sooner? I think that is part of the WWE drama that fans couldn't wait to see him. And he was, <clears throat> he was the main event of the Royal Rumble. People couldn't wait to see him because the pop, when he came out, was like, yes, finally. They sat and waited and waited for him. So I think, I think that's why they put him in. He didn't put himself in. Well, what that means, it's called suspense. Right. Okay? Then the next one is called hold the audience, hold your people. So yeah. that's, that's smart. That's ratings, okay, and everything. So, you know, they're just thinking about Cody. They're thinking about a whole lot of other stuff here that can be, be helpful to them for waiting on Cody Rose to return. You, both of you have worked with uh, Cody and or known Cody and the family, Dusty and Dustin. 
what are the differences of the three characters here? Can you kind of give me a little differences in what each one is? Yeah, I think uh, Dusty was the combination of wrestler and showman that he had that. I think Dustin and Cody, other than the uh, time that Dustin was Goldust, uh, are more into the uh, groove of professional wrestling. Dusty had a charisma that neither of his sons uh, have brought out at that time. They both have charisma, but uh, that would be... Uh, Dusty had the type of charisma that uh, someone like Muhammad Ali had. Yeah, we had a natural chemistry about him, a lot like what I tell Teddy all the time. People just are drawn to certain people. They like them. They just don't know why. They just do. And Dusty was always one of those guys because, I mean, let's be honest, Dusty was not the biggest guy in the world, at least not muscle-wise. You could have been pretty big the otherwise. But you didn't care because Dusty had that that it. You always hear about people talking about that it. Well, Dusty had it. It was an attraction. Dusty was an attraction. And he made himself an attraction. Yeah. well, and then, like I said, it wasn't, you know, what you looked like back then. It's just what right. you did. It's your performance. And Dusty, God rest his soul. Dusty Rose gave me my first job, okay? Dusty Rose used to take me and put me in the production meetings when they had the production meeting with Jim Crocker Promotions. I would go and get, uh, like, five cups of tea to bring in for everybody, and Dusty would make me stay there. I don't know why I was staying there then, you know what I mean? Because I'm just listening to everything, but I ain't got a clue, you know? But as I stayed in the business the long and long, then it come back to me. I said, oh, I know why I heard this at. Now I know why they did that. So I went all the way back to all the knowledge that I had learned, you know, over the years, you know? And so that I was able to understand the business a lot better. But Dusty, like Bill after said, he was Mr. Showman. I mean, he came out, he did his deal. You not only wanted to see him wrestle, you wanted to see him entertain you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, My thing with Cody, Cody to me was the most serious one, okay? He, you know, took the wrestling, you know, a lot more serious as far as in the ring. Dustin, you know, kind of took right after his dad, you know, another showmanship with the gold dust and stuff. But all three guys... Absolutely fantastic in the ring, man. They 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 certainly learn from the day. They, one thing that scares me at times, it's a good scare, but I feel like Dusty has morphed into Cody because there are times in the ring when you look at Cody and you see Dusty. There are various things oh, yeah. with his face that is so reminiscent of Dusty. And I don't think he's doing it on purpose. I think that he well he grew up with it so he was around it all the time he just looks like him at times and it's funny because when he was with uh aew i said to him one time you know we talked about all the gimmicks that he had in wwe and i said there was one thing missing when you were in wwe before and that was the connection with your father they never really played on the connection with your father they want to see your father through you, and that's going to make you successful. So, and that's yeah. where he is now, because obviously that's where the storyline is going uh, uh, in the build-up to WrestleMania. You know, family versus family. So it should be should be a lot of things. And you know, I, when it comes to Dusty and Dustin and Cody, the only difference I can really see because they all seem to have a lot of the same traits. 
wasn't uh, Cody the only one with a true uh, wrestling background, you know, for school and competitions? He had an amateur background, yes. Yeah. Did, did, his, did his brother have one? I'm not, I don't really know. I'm not sure. I, I don't think he did, not that I know of. And I don't think Dusty did. Uh, Teddy, do you know if Dusty ever had a background like that? No, I don't. No. All right, so we got <laughs> Cody and we have Roman Reigns going to WrestleMania. Wait a minute. The way back then, Mac, the way yes. back then is you didn't need to be a high school or college wrestler like Teddy said. Their training to be a wrestler other than <clears throat> Cody was getting into the ring six or seven nights a week and learning their craft that way. That was, if you wanted to be a professional wrestler, in my opinion, that wrestling in school and everything will help you maybe technically, but pro wrestling is a totally different game, right? Yeah, it'll teach you the chain wrestling, right. but it's not going to teach you the performance and the art of wrestling. So it's, it's always good to know that. Nothing wrong with knowing that, but yes. it's just a whole different style from what what from what our business is. Yes, totally. Let's uh, talk about uh, one of the big takeaways from Royal Rumble. Uh, that being the bloodline with Roman Reigns and uh, and all that that went down. Bill, you you sat there like I did watching uh, the that pay per view uh, live. What did you think when you saw how that all unfolded? It made me sick at the end of that. What they did to Kevin Owens went on to, it was almost like Mick Foley taking those chair shots uh, in Hell in a Cell at one point. I think it was Hell in a Cell, but when, when he did and how horrified his family yeah. was. When Jey Uso walked out, that made such a statement because he had become, originally he didn't even want Sami Zayn in right. Bloodline, not at all. And now they became like almost best friends. They, they just worked out something. And when Sami Zayn hit Roman Reigns with that chair because they were, they kept attacking Sami's best friend. I mean, I'm sure it was still Sami's best friend. Um, he just couldn't take it anymore. But it horrified me how long that went on, how long the, the beating went on. And we never saw when the cameras went off, we never saw uh, what happened. We do know that officials, what, what bothered me is where were all the suits during that attack? Yeah. Why didn't uh, Adam Pierce and all the rest of the uh, officials come in and, and stop that? I, I'm surprised that they didn't, but at the same time, I, there are times in wrestling, and I've said this recently somewhere, and I can't remember where I was, but I was saying that there are times in wrestling where you got to let the fans feel what that person is going through. And yeah. that was one of those moments where you could feel what was going on in that it, ring to where you made you so uncomfortable. It has to be real. Yes. It's just yes. that simple. It has to be real. Okay, uh, like I said, like like I agree with you guys. It was certainly a long time, uh, really horrifying. But think about it: the bloodline is the hottest thing that WWE has had in a long, long time, mm -hmm. and so they understand that. There's still money there, so they're gonna capitalize on that. What they're doing right now is getting this thing ready for WrestleMania, and I love every bit of it, man. And Sami Zayn, I, I love him to death. He, yeah. He's the man. Yeah, so I, I talked to Jerry Lawler yesterday. I said, what did you think of it? And he also thought it was too long. But he, uh, I said, if they had the team of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Jay Uso against Solo, Jimmy Uso, and Roman Reigns, 
what do you think of that? And he said, boy, that would, that would be a barn burner and that would draw people in. I would love to see that match. Now, well, isn't it funny how just a week ago when we were speaking, I made the comment that, you know, Sammy could turn on Roman and we all said, no, it's too early. It's too early. And a week later, not even a full week, probably, boom, it happens. You know, so, I mean, it's, you just never know what might happen in the WWE. Well, they somebody might have thought about it. You know, they may have wanted to wait and then it may have come a time. They thought about, well, I don't know. Let's go on and let's get this done now. You know what I mean? So it's. It's a situation where you can really change your mind at any time. But like I said, I just felt it was too early. Let it build a little bit. But, you know, if the way that they done it, they done it right. And I think it was great. Bill, uh, I did hear that there was kind of a, an, an update that there are a lot of people who aren't sure what's going to happen with Sami Zayn when it comes to WrestleMania. But I'm hearing that they're pushing for a Sami Zayn-Roman Reigns match in February. Have you heard this? I have heard those rumors. Um, and I think people do want to see that. But I think Sami will have to go through solo Sequoia yeah. before he gets to Roman Reigns. And I think that would be a, a very compelling match as well. Sequoia is the one that I actually thought was going to turn on everybody else. I, I, was I was surprised that he wasn't the one. I thought it would be him. He's a monster. the entire time. He's a and he's got that injured Ernie Ladd finger, Teddy. Okay. <laughs> well, Bill, what were your overall uh, what was your overall take on Royal Rumble twenty twenty three? Oh, I loved both the Royal Rumble matches and all the single matches too. I thought it was a really good show. I like seeing Pat McAfee. Come yes. back. he was originally supposed to be. In the rumble, I heard, uh, but he didn't feel he was uh, physically Correct. capable of doing that. So that was good. I thought the action in all the matches was uh, really good. And uh, it was a long night that went by in a flash. <laughs> all right i'm gonna give you a different take uh, but i want to hear teddy's first teddy uh, what did you think you thought it was a pretty good show or yes yes i did a lot of a lot of uh, stuff reminded me of the attitude era uh the great i mean really good stuff man really great you know and just and i tell you who else i was really impressed with i thought did real good was logan paul oh yes yeah. Oh, that spot with him and Ricochet in the middle. <laughs> to get that air and to meet like that, yes. incredible spot. I mean, yes. I don't care if you like him or hate him. That was a great spot. Right. And uh, and, then, and like I said, Logan Paul, here's a guy that's really that not been, you know, in the ring that long. And for him to, you know, to come right out and, 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 and perfect that, then that lets you know he wants that, too. He wants to be a wrestling a part of his life, too. He's a natural. He's a natural. He really is. Yes, yes he, yes, he yes. is a natural. There, and there's no doubt. I know no, he's got a lot of negative publicity about him, but when it comes to wrestling and performing in the WWE, he is one of the top guys as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. No, no by the way, no offense to Dustin Rhodes. When I said he's a natural, I know Dustin always oh. used to name natural, so I didn't want to. Teddy, do you remember me sending you a text uh, during that pay-per-view? Yeah, I remember. I, I, I was afraid to say anything, but I got to be honest. So I'm going to be honest. I watched the entire pay-per-view start to finish five and a half hours. That was one of the longest pay-per-views I have ever been a part of. And it, it honestly, the show would have been better if it had been shorter. The action would have been tighter and it would have been even better. But the overall show, I sent Teddy a text and I said, in a word, 
eh. Oh, that was my response. I, there were great spots within the night. Don't get me wrong. Great memories, great uh, things that people will always remember from that pay-per-view. But when it came to the wrestling and in the ring and even the women's uh, Royal Rumble match, it well, you was don't okay. wrestle in a, You don't wrestle in a Royal Rumble. You just want to throw people over the top rope. Well, you you got to understand this. You got to understand this. This is the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Even though it was long, they had something to fill all that time with. I agree. You see what I mean? So that, yeah. So that's, like I said, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. But again, you can't put arm locks and stuff like that on in a uh, a Royal Rumble. You got to throw somebody's legs over that uh, top rope. At the amazing spot at the end, by the way, where uh, Liv Morgan got that face full of the green mist, and oh, yeah. Rhea was just hanging there with her legs. What what a great way to end that! I think the women's Royal Rumble was as good as the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, I you know the men's Royal Rumble to me there was one big star in that match, and you mentioned him earlier, Bill. He was Gunter. Oh, this oh my, oh, oh my look here. He went from number one and went throughout almost the entire Royal Rumble, taking a beating, and I mean a beating, he and he was still going. I, I'm not one of those guys that follows him that much. I, I, mean, I, I kind of watch popping around, but he's not one of the ones I would keep my eyes on. After Royal Rumble, I'm keeping my eyes on him. I That's one him, big joker right there. I told him when yeah. I met him, I said, if you look back in history, he remembers, he reminds me of uh, Waldo Von Erich. The same type of style and the same ferocity. He, he has that uh, that Rocky, uh, what was the uh, the Russian's name in Rocky? That, oh, I know uh, who you're talking about. I, he, but he reminds me, he's got that, you know, yeah. just that stern look and I will kick your ass in a heartbeat. And you believe everything, you know, and when he went face to face. With uh, with Brock Lesnar in the ring. Oh. oh, my God. That place knew that was a match they wanted to see. Right. You see, that's what I'm talking about now. The getting back to, you know what I mean, to what's real. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. I mean, I haven't seen him that PO'd in a long time. I mean, that was, no, uh, no, no. I don't know where. I thought he was going to come back toward the end. I did, too. For Cody. I really I did, did. too. I thought something was going to happen because they made they even made a reference after he left, almost kind of teasing that he might step back out. We just don't know. I can't remember what was said, but something was said that made you think. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's just to hook you. The, the, oh, yeah. it, it was Cody's moment. Yes. Let me talk about one more thing before we run out of time, guys. Actually, a couple of things, but I want to bring this one up. Well, Nick, one Nick, of the Nick, most real, unique- quick, real quick, because since we're time machining here, I want to go back to. Gordon Soley would have said, indeed, Mr. Lesnar has been escorted out of the arena. I had to get that. I, I missed I missed that guy's voice so much. He was so good. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, one of the weirdest matches that was on the card last night had to be the blackout match, which was basically Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight fighting with black lights on. Fans didn't seem to care for that too much. Bill, what did you think? No, that the all this occult and uh, uh, weird stuff doesn't make it with me. I think the fans wanted to see Bray Wyatt, the original, back as the the fiend or whatever. No, I don't want to see him, him as the fiend. I want to see him as that backwoods Louisiana nut job uh, no, that no, is I like believable. Him. I like him as Bray as 
as Bray Wyatt or The Fiend, but not in the weird way they did it last night. Not last night. You said last night before. Yep, yeah, the, several uh, nights ago. Yep. At the Rumble. Uh, I It was just, I know it's entertainment. And they had a, this was the horror movie part of the entertainment. But that was the one part of that show uh, that disrupted the flow of the pro wrestling on that show, in my opinion. Teddy, what do you think? Well, you know, sometimes they, you know, they try things. You know what I mean? To yep. see if it works. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I think the people weren't ready for it because it's something that they've never seen before. So if you've never seen something before, you got to adjust and try <laughs> to figure out what it's all about. So, and they didn't have time to do all that. So, like I said, just something that they tried. You know, we'll see if it works. If it, if, if, you know what it, what they think about it. You know what I thought? The first thing that I saw here was the flames coming up. And I'm going like, where are the people with the fire extinguishers? The flames. The fire going up. Yeah, there were flames in front of the uh, in front of the stage on on the screen. And I was going like, I didn't know, I didn't know if there were real flames or just a, uh, a cartoon type of flames. But where are the people that should be putting it out? Well, well it been a might, cartoon they, flame. I, I'm sure if they were real flames, those people were close by. They just might have been out of camera <laughs> camera range, but they was around. Believe me. <laughs> I, I thought the match was interesting. If nothing else, it drew eyes to the product, and which is what I'm sure that was meant to do, just to make people tune in to find out what the hell is a, you know, in the dark kind of match. The only thing that I didn't like when Bray came out was that he carried the Mountain Dew logo. They painted it on his arm so it would be highlighted in the black light. Yeah. Since when do we start putting logos on the wrestlers while they wrestle? Why not? Yeah. Uh, Listen, one more time, Mac. <laughs> Tell them. Entertainment. World no, wrestling a, entertainment. That, you, don't know, you have no idea how much money Mountain Dew may have paid the WWE that's for that right. spot. That's right. Teddy, and we're going to put a Mountain Dew uh, logo on your forehead next time you come on WWE because uh, it's all a sponsor. They, all, <laughs> all they got to do is sign the check. I'll wear it proudly. <laughs> I'll walk right out with it on, my man. <laughs> this is great marketing for both WWE and Mountain Dew. You, you have all these people yeah. watching this. It was like a record amount of people watching the, the Royal Rumble on Peacock and everywhere else there. And here is... Mountain Dew, you know what? I'm going to go out and get some in the morning because I saw Bray Wyatt wearing that. Yeah, you, I mean, I'm, that's the truth. You never know, but that, that's it. I, I am like interested I said, in what it tastes like, to be honest with you, after the show, because it looks like it's a grape soda, and I love grapes, so I'm like, hmm, I need yeah. to try that. And then, and like I said, this is entertainment. I was just there, brother. I just did a part. While I was there, I was a part of the Mark Henry documentary. Then there's something else that's going on called Totally Awesome that uh, they wanted me to be a part of. So it's WWE film, man. It's 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 TV now. Yeah, <laughs> you know man. what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah tell it's you Hollywood. I'm going to tell you what drove me crazy at Monday Night Raw. And I, I can't ever pronounce her name, but the uh, uh, the the terrific lady that hosts Jeopardy, Myra, Myra uh, I can't think of her name. Uh but they kept having, at least locally here during Raw, especially during Cody's match, she kept coming on saying about uh, changing the name of Eminem's to her name, Mai and Ra, instead of Eminem. And they ran that commercial every 25 or 30 <laughs> seconds to the point where I had to mute my TV. 
Yeah, of course, of course. Right. It's all about the money. <laughs> all about the money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's all we got time for today. Uh, Bill, anything coming up that we need to talk about for you? Well, I'm uh, working on uh, uh, two things. Uh, uh, we oh. will be announcing the fan voting for the uh, annual Sports Kita Awards. We've already got several people signed to our expert panel, including Mark Henry, Booker T, and several others that I can't mention just yet. We're getting their signatures down. And sometime in uh, mid-February, you fans will be able to vote for all the categories for the Sports Kita Awards. And I've already um, made my plans to be at uh, WrestleCon. Sports Kita will have a table at WrestleCon with some very special guests. Coming very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Teddy, how about you? Uh, I'm just going to be hanging out with uh, me and my dog, Mr. Rufus. And uh, uh, I got some stuff coming up in the month of February. I'm just waiting till I get it, get it confirmed. And uh, like I told you, March the 4th or the 5th, it's a Saturday night. I know I'm in Rockwood, Tennessee, at the Rockwood High School. Yeah. And uh, we got some more stuff coming that I'll let you know yep. about. But right now, I'm just... Uh, Taking it easy, player. Yeah, we got uh, the big fan fest coming up in St. Louis, uh, which yeah. you and I oh, will yeah. be there for that. That's uh, right. For SICW. Yeah. yeah. Correct. And uh, we also have, I made a comment about this last week that I was going to make an announcement this week because Bill put me on the spot, but uh, it, it is signed. It is dry. The ink's dry. I just can't announce it yet. They asked me to hold off a little Ooh. bit longer before we announce. Ooh, so, yes. Uh, our booker, the one who booked us uh, for this event, asked us to wait just a little bit longer. So we're going to wait yeah, a little bit longer wait, wait. before we announce it. WrestleMania is two nights. Are you going to? It's not going to be. You never know. Each other in a. Oh no, Teddy's going to show up in a in a uh, big old uh, top rope match with about thirty men top rope over the top rope. Teddy, that sound good to you? As long as the pay is good. <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> Don't forget, you can join Teddy and I every Friday on our YouTube channel for Road Trip After Hours. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a little bit different uh, than you probably have seen on other podcasts, but I promise you, you'll have a good time. Stop by. Trip. Make sure you subscribe. It's uh, at Road Trip After Hours. Everybody, right. is that, we all good, everybody? We all good, player. Sounds good to me. I'm Mac Davis. Too. All right. <laughs> I'm Mac Davis. That is Barry Wyndham's doll. That is Bill Abter hiding behind Barry. And that is WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. Holla, holla, Teddy Long. Holler.